Let's go ahead and play that for the people, the audience, so everybody knows what the groove is, yeah. the mood is. Uh, welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. All right, if you're clicking the video, uh, please like and subscribe. Something about the thumbnail or the title really drew you in. All right, so we're going to be able to, or we're going to want to give you what you're looking for. If you click off of the video and you don't like what you're seeing, just let us know in the comment section down below what it was that kind of told you. I'm not going to watch the rest of the video. We're trying to do what we're doing and we're trying to get better at it. The only way we're going to be able to do that is with feedback. So comment down below, let us know what you were looking for and why we didn't give it to you. And we'll try to get it uh, to you next time. Uh, and actually hit subscribe because then you can be like, mm, I left a comment. Let me see if they fucking listened, you know, and then let us know if we did or didn't listen. Welcome back to Man Cave Podcast. All right, we're moving to the episode. 35, 75, 75. So <laughs> to the man with the braids in the hair. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, Larry. What are that? we talking about today? What are we, we talking are about today, Larry? Talking about black culture. All right, thank you for coming to the episode. We'll talk to you in the next. <laughs> and that's why we're loose people. That's why they're like, all right, I can't fuck with this. All right, black culture. Go I ahead. mean, you're not interested in it because you basically are black culture. You know, <laughs> whether you are <laughs> 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 or not. <laughs> Ah, what do you think about when you think about black culture, though? Like, what, um, what's, what are some of the things that come to mind? Like, if I had to give you, like, a top five things that sure. I thought about, yeah. chicken, for sure. Fried chicken? Or Fried chicken. chicken. Um, and that's honest. Like, I'm not just, like, yeah, that, like yeah. that just pops into my head. like black people, yeah. Um, I think, uh, funny. I think a lot of black people are funny because you guys got to be or you'll be crying all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, two, um, black privilege. Black uh, privilege? That's a very real thing. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Four, uh, uh, movies. You guys have a lot of good movies. Five, and then music. You guys are you guys are decent entertainers. <laughs> I want to smack <laughs> the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! This is the episode <laughs> that people are going to fucking hate. <laughs> Yo, wow, you're a fucking asshole, bro. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but no, nah, that's definitely one of the things, like music is one of the first things I kind of thought about. We talk about black culture. Music has been like super important to black culture, establishing it and um, making black people as a whole more visible, not just in this country, but like internationally. Music well, hip hop rap is one of the most exported goods from the United States of America, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Because you know, this is America; they don't really give a fuck about nothing else. What are you looking? For? Well, I'm black now, but the first thing I did was quit all my jobs. <laughs> I can't fucking believe. I don't know how I'm supposed to pay the bills. Probably have to start selling crack or rapping. Happened by selling crack. Oh my god! Go ahead. You were talking about your uh, the music. <laughs> wow, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> did you? Did you? You didn't listen to rap growing up. That's right. Yes, I did. Who? Where the fuck are you getting that from? You didn't though. How the fuck did I not? Because you told us when we had a whole episode. You talked about what that. did I say? You said you didn't listen to rap. That's not true. Up. I said I listened to it. You didn't. That's, that's not said, true. When you got older, you started listening. To What's it. older? Six? No, like teenager. No, 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 no. I, I, I've been born and raised in Philly. No, there's no way I'm not listening to rap. George, you're a fucking liar. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> I think where we are now and as a society and in America specifically like we have to start kind of like understanding that black people aren't just this one big group of people who all think and act the same. So what I want to kind of do today is just talk a little bit about what black culture looks like and whether we think these are helpful or harmful to mm, okay. the community as a whole. You know what? When I was a kid, this is a problematic statement I'm going to make and I'm self, you know, I'm aware of it. I don't think this way anymore, but I was a child mm. I used to think all black people knew each other. I think 
everybody who's not black fell off. I, I, I remember like two black guys would walk back to like by each other, and if they didn't like dap each other up, I'd be like, oh, they're fucking mad at each other or something. What's crazy is I was waiting for my Uber <laughs> earlier, and um, these two dudes had walked across the street and were standing next to me. I'm like, oh fuck! Not a driver don't think we all together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah, bro, I was like, fuck. He ain't gonna stop now. That's funny. He's like, I don't want to get robbed. Three niggas walking to the car. <laughs> shit, he pulling off. He's like, no, nah, it's supposed to be for one person. I'm not waiting for this shit. Cause you deal with that as an Uber driver, people. You think you're dropping off one person? Like, yo, can me and my cousins ride? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking it all fucking up, fucking guy. It's supposed to be more money for each of you motherfuckers, yep. but nah, yeah. So, music obviously <clears throat> super <throat> important. Um, helpful or harmful to the black community? Hip hop, rap as a whole. Do you think? Okay, I mean that's a it's a toss up, right? Helpful because it creates um if you're good at it and you can get it out there it creates wealth it creates sustainability you can help the people around you you can help yourself you can you know encourage other people to kind of do the same uh helpful uh harmful in the way that a lot of what's chosen to rap about is damaging it's a negative way of thinking uh you have obviously it's very much rap it's about murder it's about doing or uh didn't start selling, out that selling way, drugs crazy. Or uh I mean, what, what, how did it start off then? Rap was essentially like storytelling. People just talking about, you know, what it was like growing up, where they were, you know, who they, you know, wanted to become essentially one day. Just like, you know, people like KRS-One and all these other people. Like uh, once upon a time not long ago, when people wear pajamas and live life slow, mm-hmm. there was a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Mm-hmm. Me and you, Jack, we're going to make some cash robbing old folks and making the dash. <laughs> <laughs> so they did the job. Money came with ease, but one couldn't stop. It's like he had a disease. <laughs> he robbed another and another. Go and the fucking song? <laughs> Slick Jorge? God damn. Is that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, something like that. Nah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that um, music has been super helpful and that it's allowed black people to get center stage in this country and just, you know, have a footprint on, on the earth as a whole. But then like we have brainwashed people into thinking that this is who we are as a, as a group, like, you know, black people, this is what we do. We, we sell drugs. We call our women bitches and blah, blah, blah. Like it's kind of, kind of fucking out of control, I think. And what's even crazier is when you think about it, like white people demonize everything that black people do except for when it's like okay go and kill each other <laughs> like we'll pay we'll pay you to make songs about that mm. like that's kind of fucking wild when you think about it you don't you don't think so uh when you say that they demonize the, everything that okay. they do can you give me some examples yeah, sure um black people wearing <clears throat> do rags Wearing their pants hanging low. Black women having braids in their hair at work is supposedly unprofessional. Or if they have an afro as opposed to straight hair. Like having some sort of like unorthodox or non-white hairstyle is frowned upon in the workplace. Now I think that's a way more accepting than what it, it yeah, used to be for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure now. Um, I have heard stories in the past. Now this is very long ago where... People were let go because their hairstyles, you know, non-conforming. Yeah, there were policies against that style or whatever. Yeah, you want to think which about. is fucking stupid. Yeah, like how you wear your hair does not affect how you work. What it does is it affects how people see you, and if the majority of your client base is white, they're going to see it and they're going to be turned off. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is why they have an issue. whatever. But um, yeah, no, I think uh. We do need to take a step back at some point and reevaluate whether or not like drill rap or murder rap, whatever you want to call it, is even useful at this point. Because think about how many fucking rappers have put out songs about doing something to another rapper or another person and it's gotten them killed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all it really is. It's uh, It's about street rap, I feel like. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... And then you also don't, 
it's encouraged to be like, if this is what you're going to be rapping about, if you're spitting about this, then you need to be about this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't go ahead and make a, a song where you're talking about doing this type shit and you're not doing this shit. Because then motherfuckers in the street ain't, ain't going to blast your shit. They're not going to listen to it. They're not going to support your shit because they know that you're fraud. Not only that, you're going to get yourself into a bad situation when the same people that you're imitating... You know, don't take kindly to mm-hmm. you talking about you're from a certain area and you're really not. Yeah. Like, and that type of shit happens all the time. But uh, uh, what about like slang? When you think about black people, do you think about like slang or Ebonics or whatever you want to call it? Um, Have you ever heard the theory that Ebonics is actually adaptive of like, uh, what is it? Fuck. Western English. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have actually. Yeah, I, I remember. Have. It's funny because I actually just saw this theory um, a few days ago where it was like the, I mean, the examples the gentleman was making was. Was it on the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah. Yeah. And that. it makes it hard to kind of debate against it. Um, but it, it, it is very much alike. Can and you can you talk about it to the people who don't know? See, that's the thing. I don't even know if I liked it, but uh, <clears throat> there was the. Gentlemen, let me think. Let me see if I can just find it. Yeah, I got it right here. You have it? Yeah, I have it. Oh, fuck you got Because I already knew that's what you were going to bring up. How would you possibly have known that? Because you are a predictable piece of shit. Because I'm Hispanic? Exactly. You see what we're dealing with here, people? Yeah, you should. All right, you want to turn it up on the roadcaster so they can... It's already there, bro. Just press play. Relax. Don't tell me what to fucking do. I don't hear anything. Oh, because mine is in Thomas Sowell is a big, uh, famous conservative. He's at uh, Stanford. Um, He's at the Hoover Institute, I think. Anyway, so, you know, within this, I mean, first, just to set all this up, we should set up briefly how does culture work, right? And the way culture works is that it, like genetic evolution, it works based on blind copying. So what ends up happening is, is that you are in awe of people, right? You look up to people. And so you blindly copy the things they do. And specifically, you start by blindly copying from the outside, Crazy. and then you work in. Thomas Sowell is a black guy, right? Okay. And Thomas Sowell has, for years and years and years, been trying to fight racism. But he's been trying to fight racism by having a conversation about culture. Right. And the fact that there are essentially two different sort of, you know, to we're speaking broadly here. Right. But this is for the purposes of communication. Um, We're going to tell a simple story to start off with. Right. So broadly speaking, he puts two different cultures of people with dark skin next to each other. And one culture is these people from the West Indies. And one culture is this group of people who grew up in the South with slavery and all that sort of stuff. Now. What one group, the West Indies group, does really well. So a a lot of the successful black people, people like Colin Powell, are originally from that cultural heritage. The other group is the group that you find in ghettos and African-American communities and all that sort of stuff. They don't do well, right? They don't get good education. They, you know, shoot each other. They're all these sorts of things. And the reason why Sol has been telling this story is because he's been trying to say, you know, when liberals look at the people in ghettos, they say, ah, racism. That's why they're not succeeding. And Sowell is saying, no, it's not. Because if you look at this group from the West Indies, they also came from the experience of slavery. There was slavery in the West Indies. They are also black, so they also face racism. And yet they do well. So it has to be something else. And that other thing is the fact that these black people who are in the South, there's always been a big question, were black people robbed of their culture? Or did they preserve their authentic African culture? And what Sowell is saying is that they were robbed of their culture, and so they picked up the culture of the people around them, and the people around them were rednecks. And if you look at the white redneck culture and the black redneck culture, they have a lot of the same values. They don't particularly respect education. They love Jesus. They use violence in their conflicts, and um, they, you know, uh, there's there's just you know a lot of the same values and a lot of the same outcomes and even Ebonics, which is you know black English, is actually all from the west of England. So it's actually this. What? It's from the west of England. So for example, if you go to places like Cornwall, um, there used to be this amazing um, 
these amazing ads on British TV, right, for this uh, this Devon custard or whatever. And they would always say, Devon knows how they make it so creamy. And they all talk like this, right? And so it doesn't sound like black English. But they do say things like, I be doing that, and we be doing this, and you be doing that, and they be doing that. And so there's that use of that copula be, right, where instead of saying I am, you are, he is, she is, they are, they just say I be, you be, we be, they be, which is the classic feature of black English, African-American vernacular English. Right. Now, <coughs> the point is, is that... Mind-blower. Mind-blower. Now, let's imagine that how do you think that Thomas Sowell has been received by liberal America? <laughs> Not well. Not right? well. Not well. And so, for example, Sowell has a book called Black Rednecks, White Liberals. Okay? And his whole point is that you know, if you actually, and you know, again, like Sowell is, you know, he researches <coughs> the shit out of this stuff. He really does his work. Now, if you if you look at the experience of African Americans after slavery, after slavery, they do really, they they start to make real progress, right? And a large part of the reason why they make progress is actually because, let's cut it here because we already kind of like yeah 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 got, got the that. point of it yeah. Does that make sense to you, though? When yeah. You think about it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. does, right? <clears throat> and then to like kind of take it for what it is, right? I mean, he's he explained it well, where it was like they got their culture taken away from them. Oh my bad, you got your culture taken away from you, and <laughs> <laughs> so you adapted the culture around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happens is like. Uh, black people are known to have swag, right? You guys have the, the coolness to you that when you adapted that may not have been your original culture. Right. You made it yours. And then uh, people now see you as the originator of that culture right. and not the uh, West England, that whatever area that he was referring to. And then what was somebody else's now falls on your shoulders. So you guys create like pushed it forward and now it's your culture right you know uh, you know and it's like it's almost like obvious that that's kind of what happened the the whole like west of england where like ebonics supposedly originated i'm not saying this is true i'm just going based off of what hunter said in the podcast but um that part i i can't speak to but the idea that black people adopted the culture of the people around them, I mean, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. If you go and look at any fucking kind of historical film, like that's always like their behavior is that they're they're Southerners and they're essentially acting like lesser versions of their slave masters or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because what else are they supposed to do? And now we carry that shit over. Like Sam Jackson and Django. Right, exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah. So like now you carry it over, your family moves to the north. My 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 grandparents were from the south. They have a very like country kind of accent. So when I talk to some people, even like from New York, sometimes they'll like hear me talk and they're like, Where are you from? I'm like Philly. Like, why do you sound so country? <laughs> It's because like your when your family comes from the south, you you pick up on certain things, and it, you know, I think it's more of just like an educational thing. I think like no matter where you go in the world, if people were unable to attain a certain type of education, they're going to talk a certain kind of way, yeah, like some form of ebonics, yeah. like that's just the way it is. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so I don't know if it's necessarily they're from the west of England or whatever, but. Do you think um, black people and using the sort of like ebonics in a way is helpful or harmful to black culture as a whole? I mean, I think we had a little bit of this conversation when we had our uh, earlier episode about, you know, Spanish culture versus black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it depends on the, that very community. Um, if black people view as ebonics as the only method of communication, then that's problematic. Right. But if they're okay with altering their method of communication into more standard English, that should also be okay. Yeah. But when you shame one because it's like, this is not the, you know, this is how we talk. This is how we're supposed to talk. That's the problem. Yeah. I, um, I think that for 
the black people who think like, oh, I'm only supposed to talk like this. Like I'm only supposed to, what's up, my <coughs> nigga, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, y'all be, y'all be tripping. <laughs> y'all be tripping, whatever, whatever. I think when you only talk like that, you limit your opportunities because other people are going to interpret it as you're unintelligent or whatever. Because like we just talked about, like typically people who don't receive a certain level of education, they they speak broken English. Yeah, I mean, the biggest part of success is being able to adapt. If you have no adaptiveness, you're not going to be able to, 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 to succeed, to move forward in the America that, that it is today. Right. I mean, me and you have conversations. We have friends that we have conversations with. And, of course, it's not always cordial, like retail or corporate yeah. conversation. Yeah. It's, it's whatever the fuck we want it to be. Right. But when we're in that setting, we can switch that version of us off and we become right. what we need to do in order to succeed in this uh, corporate environment or as retail or yeah. uh, real estate, whatever it is that you're pursuing. You need to be able to adapt and do both. You need to be a hybrid. If you're only stuck in one way, then yeah, you're not going to be able to get anywhere. Human beings have survived because they've been able to adapt. So it's like to say like black culture in in, in its original sense was that they adapted. Yeah. Right. But at some point they stopped adapting. Right. At least in this sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, I think what's happening also right now is um, we are as a culture kind of trying to figure out how to help the people who refuse to adapt mm -hmm. to move forward. So now we have stuff like, um, you know, financial podcasts. Uh, we have podcasts about like spirituality and stuff like that, led by black people reaching out to other black people to say, hey, like, listen, there's a different way we can do things. Like, we don't got to be on this type of time no more. Like, it doesn't Can I ask us. a question? Why does it have to come from a black person to a black person for that person to, to kind of take that criticism or knowledge and use it for themselves. You want like my honest answer? You yeah. Want a politically correct. No, I want answer. your honest answer. My honest answer is because people who are not black typically don't understand what it's like to live a black life. Like they don't understand the little nuanced things that involve with going to the store. Like, or like even when I was a kid and I wanted to make the basketball team. There were days where I would want to get up before I went to school and go run in a football field over here um, in West Philly. And my mom would be like, no, you can't do that because God forbid, you know, cops see you early in the morning. It's dark. You running around. They're going to think you did something like. So if you've never like lived as a black person, there are certain things that you don't understand about the world through through that lens. So like giving advice in certain instances, is it's not going to be well received. The only argument that I can have for that is like that's not only a black experience. Of course, um, obviously, there's a lot of minorities that think the same way because they've had experiences that are exactly the same. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I th but it's like knowledge is knowledge. Depending on where it's coming from, you have to be able to take it and use it in your own life. If if a white person is talking to a room of you know mixed people um, on how they succeeded, mm -hmm. right, and a black kid or is sitting there like I ain't listening to this white guy because he ain't talking to me, yeah, right. Instead of being able to take the information that he take or is giving and adapting it and changing changing it for his own life and moving that forward, but if you're like oh it's coming from a white guy, I'm not gonna yeah. fucking listen to it, yeah, you know. What I mean? No, no, I know what you mean. And I, I agree to a certain extent. Like, you know, with me being in real estate, I've learned that there are some things that other white agents do that will work for my business. I, I implemented one of them today, um, and it, it worked phenomenally, whereas I had been struggling with this particular aspect. Um, but there are other times where, like, for example, using my email signature, has my picture in it. Mm. Uh, I had experiences where, um, first of all, I've been in the business for seven years. I've had one white client, and he's actually marrying a black woman, so kind of like speaks to his mindset. The other uh, potential white clients that I've had in the past, 
Um, I'll speak to one particular in, uh, instance so people can kind of understand where I'm coming from. She was referred to me by a mortgage broker, meaning she had already gone through the entire process of getting financing, which is typically like the hardest process prior to buying the actual house. And, you know, we talked on the phone, conversation went well. My name is Larry Brown, so it's like a white name. You can't really tell that I'm a black person. And even when I'm talking on the phone, I'm using my, like, sorry to bother you voice. Like, so, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to tell, like, that I'm from West Philly and, you know, my father's a convicted felon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the minute, like, I interacted with them on email and sent the email, my email signature is attached, I got a response, like, a couple minutes later, like, hey, sorry, uh, we're going to go with another agent. Like, it was great talking to you. And I've and I was like for ye- for years I'm like damn like maybe I'm just imagining it. Mm-hmm. But then I went to a, a conference with other agents who were black, and that one of the first things that this agent said was, "Listen, if you want to work with clients who are not black, you need to take your email your, your email signature and remove your photo from it." So I was like, "Damn, like that's real." Mm-hmm. So it's like there there are things for sure that you can take from other people who are not black. But like you said, you have to adapt it to your sort of like your your like who you are as a person. And yeah. I think that goes for anybody, whether you're, you know, Native American, Asian, whatever. Like you have to take everything that you learn from other people with a grain of salt. Yeah, I have not. You, know, you explained it well. No, I have no rebuttal. I'm, I'm surprised. George likes to think he knows every fucking Shut thing. Shut the fuck up. As a as a Latin man in this country, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a voice as a Latin man in this country. Y'all fucking invisible. <clears throat> Sorry to say. Um, Unless we make music, then you guys are listening. Bad to Bunny. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else you got? Uh, all right. So, do you know what an Uncle Tom is? Um, Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom. I've heard the reference, and I think I know, but I, I'm not actually guaranteed. Right, is it like take an Uncle Ruckus type? Yeah, actually. Uh, Supposedly, when you use the term Uncle Tom, it's towards a black person who dislikes or talks down on other black people. What's funny about that is actually, though, um, Uncle Tom was a character from a fictional book that was based loosely based on uh, a guy named Josiah Henson. He was a slave who escaped using the underground railroad. Um, But he told the story and uh, in the book, uncle Tom's cabin, which is where the term uncle Tom comes from. uh, It was a very old book. I think it was in like the 1800s or something. Uncle Tom was put in a position where he was going to be like, basically they were going to beat the shit out of him if he didn't give up the location of these two black women who were being um, assaulted, we'll say, for YouTube's sake. Uh, and he didn't do it. So Uncle Tom in the book is a hero. Mm-hmm. Like he was somebody that everybody respected, which is why they called him uncle. It was like a term of endearment. Okay. And then um, the book had did so well it outsold the Bible when it was published. Jesus. <laughs> and um, the South essentially banned it from, from being published because they were afraid that it was going to create some sort of like rebellion on, on slave, plant, uh, slave plantations. Okay. So after that, there were like plays and stuff that were put out about Uncle Tom. And the spin that they put on it was he was somebody who hated black people and he was basically Samuel Jackson from Django, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. And I I kind of I brought that up because somebody told me not to make a video about this guy, but I, I can't help myself because I feel like it's something that we kind of have to talk about. But there's this dude on Oh boy. On TikTok. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and say he's Uncle Tom because obviously Uncle Tom is being taken out of context for whatever reason. Um, But he definitely has some behaviors that I don't really fuck with. And I kind of wanted 
Just I remember uh, if I Jeff Meany, where you at, bro? Yeah, so this guy, this isn't not even him. I don't know who the fuck this dude is. I guess he made a video and he did like a did like a fucking video in response to it. Um okay. this shit's hilarious. I'm just gonna play this one because it's the funniest What's the one race? Y'all would not date and watch. Uh, yeah, honestly, don't get on me, but I'm not dating no Indian because I don't like curry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not dating a white person because I don't like I don't like white people. Perfect example of black privilege in today's society. Your favorite word. <laughs> now imagine if a white person said, I'm not going to date black people because, well, I don't like black people. The internet and people would lose their minds. They would be trying to dox that person, find their family, ruin their life, get them fired from their job, get their retirement ended. They would do everything in their power to ruin that person's life because that person is evil, terrible, and racist. But if a black person says it, no problem at all. Cool, do your thing. Black privilege. We are allowed to say things that other races are not allowed because we're poor, pitiful black people. We've been oppressed and we're in so much need of help. So, you know, we, they can't dare hold us to the same standard that they hold everybody else to. I've said it once and I will say it again. Black people in America have black privilege. Also, think about people who say they want to shop at a black-owned business. Imagine a white person says, you know what? I only want to shop and do business with white-owned businesses because I want to support people of my race. Black people say this all the time. No problem. White person says it. They're horrible and racist. What's up, Ray? What do you think about that? I know you agree with what a lot he said. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> is he lying? I mean, he's spitting. He's he's got some truths in here for mm -hmm. sure. What do you think? What's though? your what? problem with, with no, no? I want to hear what you think. Again, though. I don't think he was lying. Okay, you know, there, there's a, there is an idea so, where black people get to say something. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, it's fine. And if somebody else said it, it's like, whoa, this, this you, you know what I mean? You don't think Hispanic people have that same ability, or Asian people? About every culture? About anybody? No. So, you didn't see Kanye West get canceled for talking about Jewish people? By Jewish, Jewish people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? Where's the black privilege? Oh, well. I mean, you don't mess with Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, like, it. I don't think there's such a thing as black privilege. I guess we're going to stray from the point a little bit, but that's okay. It's just having a conversation. Yeah, because, you know, you're my boy. I think um, this whole idea of black privilege that people seem to have, um, I think is bullshit. I think what has happened is people have become more empathetic to the issues that black people have. And so instead of just saying, oh, shut the fuck up, nigga, you don't know what you're talking about. They're like, huh, maybe there's something to that. And now instead of. No, it's just the idea that if they rebuttal it. it and say, well, what you're saying is fucked up, then mm. they're racist. If some, I mean, if a white person told a black person to mm. not say some shit, yeah. then the white person is racist. But you're not I a... Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the issue. Like if, if I tell, if I tell a black, if a white, if I tell a white person not to say nigga, I mean, and you're going to anyway. the extreme. That's obviously. Okay. But if, if a Give black, if example. a white person was like, "Yo, you can't just support white biz or black businesses. It's uh -huh. not cool. Like, you need to be able to support all businesses." And then, like, well, why don't you want me to support black people? Well, it's like, well, that's not what I was saying. I was saying support all businesses. Well, the, see, the problem with that is, black white people started doing the, oh no, support all this, support all lives matter shit, and contrast to black lives matter like that's a perfect example actually when black lives matter became a thing all lives matter was supposed to combat that it, all lives matter wasn't a thing until people started saying black lives matter and and of that's course, yeah the i mean obviously that's, that's the their their rebuttal to it is yeah. they're trying to downplay but it's it, it, that's different in the sense wow. of like, because if you're saying that all whites or all whites matter, <laughs> uh, all lives matter as a rebuttal to black lives matter is uh, like you're ignoring the problem of police brutality. Right. And you're saying, well, no, if the black person got beaten by a cop, it's probably because they did something to deserve, deserve getting beaten by a cop. Yeah. Right. So that's where the all lives matter doesn't fucking mean shit as a rebuttal to black lives matter, because it's clearly coming from a place of hate. But if you're saying that, 
if it was used as like a standalone thing, it'd be fine. What do you mean? Like if 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 Black Lives Matter never existed and people were just saying like all lives matter, it'd be perfectly fine. I think so because I, Black I Lives agree. Matter was originated as a as as a stand against police brutality. Right. If that never happened and that never was what it was meant to be, then all lives matter wouldn't have that effect. Now, sure. let's say All Lives Matter came out first and then Black Lives Matter came out second. How would you feel? I mean, it would be basically the same thing. It's like, okay, we're only saying this to... As a rebuttal, to, to, con- yeah, to combat whatever exactly. you're saying. Right. But the idea of this dude saying, oh, what if white people said they only want to shop at white-owned white businesses only? They've been doing it. In fact... They actually took it a step further, and when they saw black people establishing businesses, they burnt them the fuck down. So you want black people to burn white businesses? Never said that. I mean, it happened already during the riots. Mm. But Well, no, they were burning all businesses. <laughs> <laughs> all businesses burn. <laughs> yeah, no, that's valid. But yeah, like, I mean, like... My whole point of bringing this dude up with the Uncle Tom thing was not to say that he's an Uncle Tom because I would never say that. But it's crazy because if we're going to sit here and have a conversation about the Uncle Tom, I mean, maybe I was misunderstanding it. But you're saying that he was a support system for black people during that time. Yes. Right. And then they flipped it. And they flipped it. So the problem with black people calling black people who support or talk against black community as an Uncle Tom, yeah. they're just using the terminology that a white person created. Exactly. They took uh, something that was supportive of black people, right. turned it against them, and they're continuing to use that as a exactly damaging thing for black people. Because what happens when you tell stories like over generations is it, it gets kind of like misconstrued. Yeah. And especially when people go out of their way to fucking change the story, and they banned the book so you can't read what the fucking actual story was about. I mean, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon or something now yeah, in certain sure. places. But back then, like, that was the way that people told stories was that they weren't reading. It was just telling you about, hey, listen, I heard about this book, Uncle Tom. He, you know, he was saving black people. And it was yeah. based on a, a real slave. So, like, but my whole point with this dude is, like, he made his whole page off of, like, talking down. Not to, talking down on black people mm. and like it, it I, I i hate that type of shit <clears throat> because he has some points on this page where he's like oh black people aren't a monolith true meaning like all black people don't think act talk the same like no one race of people think act and talk the same like that's fucking obvious but also like if you look in his comments you can see who he's pandering to. Probably white people like, oh, thank Bruh. God someone finally said oh, it. <laughs> you, and it's like the white hand emoji and the black hand emoji. Yeah, you earned right. yourself a subscriber. <laughs> finally, we got one. Bro, yeah. it's it's like you don't you don't get it. You don't see this shit. Mm-hmm. Like 95% of your comments are white people praising you because they feel seen. They feel heard. The entire fucking internet sees and hears them. Like you're, you're dunking on people who are less successful than you are, or I don't even know how fucking successful, I don't know this fucking dude, but like you, you coming off as like somebody who's made it essentially. And if somebody's not doing what you're doing or doing as well as you're doing, then they just a fuck up. So just to, uh, I agree with you with, first of all, uh, but to reference the clip that he referenced, Mm -hmm. all right. it, It did. Was there anything wrong about what those girls said? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Like, but they're kids. Yeah. Like, so you, you, yeah, took but that also and white kids, if they said, yo, I'm not going to date no black kid because go so into so. any Call of Duty lobby. Oh, that's COD. All right. That's, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Any lobby like, on every, Xbox. Everything is allowed on Call of Duty. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> any lobby, online gaming, anything. Everybody a nigga. Everybody suck black cock. Fucking logos be no, there's black th- There's dicks. three races on Xbox. Yeah. There's white, Mexican, and black. And yeah. that's it. No in between. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Mexican community be going crazy online, bro. Oh, they loved Gears of Wars. That's always been my fucking... The, oh Spanish, my just Mexican, Latin, general, Hispanics, they fucking loved Gears of War. Oh. I don't understand. Orale, homes, you gonna get the new Gears of War 3? 
Like, I don't know what it was. They fucked with it. Should I have laughed at that? And the fact that you did is problematic. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take that as an L. It is what it is. (laughs) That shit was funny. Uh, But yeah, I see see the problem. It did um, come off as like pander to to a certain people. Bro, they're kids. Like, think of all the dumb shit you said. And imagine if we had the internet. All the dumb shit that you said on the internet forever. Like you don't have you don't have a job. I've never said or done anything to anybody. I'm pretty innocent. You're a borderline cartel member as a kid. You see this? Speak a little Spanish. Not even a lot, cartel member. (laughs) Listen. Uh, What would you say? um, Have you seen? And I only bring it up because I think it kind of relates to the the conversation we're having about you know problematic situations. Um, have you seen like the Altas, the Targets, uh, the Lululemons, all just being straight up robbed by like and Kali? Yeah, there's a, there's a few. There's Alta in um, fuck. It was like near King of Prussia. Just okay. got hit. Uh, so it's a lot of places. Okay. Um, and I'm not it's surprised. yeah. Um, but when you see those videos, it's like it's only black people. <laughs> And I'm like, dog. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it, that's uh, it. Sucks to see that shit. I mean, we're also the poorest, or one of the poorest, probably like top two poorest, like demographics in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like expected behavior in a sense. Like if you put poor people in a position to do some fucking wild shit, they're gonna do it. So uh, it's justified. I don't. I'm not saying it's justified, but it's expected. I I think. If it's and expected, I think it's justified. No, I'm not. I'm, if this is what's supposed say, to happen. But I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not justifying. Because they're poor, they can go out and rob. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But I, what I am saying is, like, I'm not surprised that they're doing it. If mm. black people have, what, probably like 13% of the wealth that white people have in this country in terms of, like, household income, mm-hmm. it's kind of fucking wild. Yeah, I guess it's time to hit up a Louis. Louis <laughs> yeah, nah, yo. When I see them shits and 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 um, but also let's not act like fucking white people on Wall Street didn't rob this entire fucking country and cause an economic collapse. What do you mean? Like, what do I mean? Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? That? What I mean? What What do you mean? The, the two thousand eight, two thousand nine housing you guys recession. Love bringing that up, I'm uh, over here uh, <laughs> acting like yeah, I'm like <laughs> what the fuck. Yeah, like, like, you the fuck is wrong with him? Like, <laughs> bro, if you don't get the fuck out of here, the biggest crooks in the world yeah, yeah, are yeah, in yeah, politics, yeah, yeah. Wall Street, and pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. They're all white. But because black people are on fucking Twitter or TikTok, we're the country's biggest criminals. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, just don't get caught doing it. Yeah, see? That's the <laughs> shit. Yeah. You can't record somebody cooking books or stealing money from as an accountant. So, yeah. Fucking will say, but yeah, I want to. I want to get into this little horror short that you had for us. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I said a couple of weeks ago that I was trying to gather some like uh short films on YouTube that we'd be able to like watch and just kind of dissect and talk about it. Um, you know, it's spooky season, so <laughs> uh, I, I think it's just fun. Um, so the one that we watched, I think it's called Inside the Box. Uh, let me the go. other side of the box. the other side of the box. It's a short film. It came out a couple years ago. Uh, let me get. You want me to pull it up? No, I got it. I mean, oh. my, my shit is on Bluetooth. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we don't need to watch it. Okay, all right. Um, but for what it is, it's a 15 minute video, um, and it just, it is pretty creepy. I mean, it's different. I think you thought it was pretty creepy. I did. Um, I watched it. Uh, with my wife, and she was like, "This is a waste of time." <laughs> Did she really? Yeah, yeah. She I was like, "It was good." I enjoyed it yeah. because, again, there's no jump scares. Yeah, right. It's not like there's any special effects of any kind. Right, right. Well, kind of, sorta. The box. Well, on I the guess. Table, yeah, 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 yeah. That that one. Yeah. Um, but that was it. That's a, that's a. I think a quick editing thing. If you know how to do it. Um, but when it comes to just. The, the camera angles, the shots that you use, the creativity required in order to make something like that creepy, it worked. Yeah, no, I liked it. I don't usually look for shit like that 
on the internet, so it's nice to see something when it comes along. And I haven't been to the movies to watch any kind of like horror or anything like that in so long. So I, you know, I'm amazed at how creative people are because that's actually like some very like, like no pun intended, out of the box thinking. Like, you know, I definitely recommend to go watch that shit. Find it on YouTube and watch it because um, it it was cool to see how they had implemented a concept that I'd never really seen before. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's a movie where they talk about something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe like the ring is probably the closest thing that we have to it. Yeah. Um, what does that movie remind you of? Is there, is there another movie that it reminds you of? Uh, the short. Yeah. Uh, I keep saying a movie. Yeah. Uh, not really. Like you said, I think it's kind of a, in, in a field of its yeah. own. Yeah. Um, which I respect that. I think it takes a lot of skill to build tension. Yeah. Without really showing a lot. Yeah. Uh, we did say that before we recorded that uh, it started off a little sexual for some reason. We were like awkwardly <laughs> sexual. Yeah. And if you can make it through the first minute, you're, it's yeah. good. Yeah. I remember I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, <laughs> you're making me wet. I know. I was like, I'm going to oh take this out. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Let me go uh, in the other room. So it was awkwardly sexual to start off. Yeah. Uh, but once it you know got into it, it got into it. Um, I think the dude that oh, dropped off the box. Yeah. Uh, I think he did the personally the best performance. Obviously. As far as like an actor? Yeah. Okay. Um, because you could kind of believe it in his voice, yeah. right? It was yeah. like his intentions were questionable. Um, but with very little information, they were able to do establish a situation. Mm. You know what I mean? Like quick picture on the side. Yeah. Uh, the, the the girl not wanting to see him. Yeah. Um, you can feel like, oh, they probably went out, right? Like this yeah, is a whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He hitting that. And it's like they never said that. Right. But just quickly, you know, leading away from it, or just uh, playing on it for a couple seconds, is like you create that setting, yeah. and that again takes some creativity to do. I agree. I wonder if we could do something like that. I would love to. I've had I have ideas on um, some stuff that I would like to shoot, uh, but I think it's obviously this is like a team effort. It's tough when I, I I try to create something in my own, and I'm limited to my own imagination. Tell me about it. So. To bring other people in, I think, you know, if we can sit down and come up with something, I think it'll be better. Man, if you're into film or, like, any sort of, like, video editing or, you know, filmmaking, something like that, man, hit us up. Because I had this idea in my head for, like, the last year, year and a half that I've been trying to execute with George's help. Obviously, he's not much of help, but... um, you know, if you're into that type of thing and you could help us out, man, I would really appreciate it. Hit us up on IG or drop your info in the YouTube comments, and I'll reach out to you because I have to do everything. So, oh man, the people that really do everything, they don't really voice it that often. Dude. It's the ones that sit behind and don't do shit. That I really mean, have to make themselves Donald Trump better. was president, and he pretty much talked all the time about how he did everything. And that's that's who you're using as a point of reference in this conversation. I mean, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna look for another one. Um, I think that one was a pretty solid uh, short film. I, I enjoyed it. What do you think the purpose of the movie? Like, like what's what's the message behind it, or what's the idea behind it? Do you think? I I tried to figure that out, and I didn't really get one. Mm. Um, especially like when when it turned out to be like several people on the top of the steps. Yeah. The only thing that I can think of is like those are other victims that have been caught and yeah, are now in that cycle yeah. and a part of whatever is going on. Um, but as far as like what it is, I think the idea that it it's nothing is more scary than having a message behind it. Right. Now, I, the part that fucked me up was, and I'm trying not to give too much away so people go and watch it. Um, him leaving and then his brother flipping on him as I'm like bruh you put me in this situation like yeah. like um, imagine imagine I give you fucking counterfeit money and tell you to go to go fucking deposit or something oh but not at the bank George like like <laughs> yeah, yeah. what <laughs> You told me to depart, like, yeah, but you could have went anywhere else. You could have went to the fucking uh, check cashing place and got a cashier. Like, yeah, bruh, you fucked me. 
and now you're flipping on me because I tried to fix the situation or do you know like that's the whole shit. And the one the one plot hole that I didn't that I was I picked up on was like uh, obviously the guy it was like oh he has to keep an eye on it like it's not her that has to keep an eye on it and then but he walks away. And Google has a knife, and he's like, look, he's not looking at the box at all. And that box, the, the thing didn't move. Oh, when he went to get a knife. Yeah, he walked day. away, and he's like looking at it, like almost like nervously. And then he walks over and gives it to her. But that must have been 15, 20 seconds of him not looking at the box. But when they glanced at each other for five yeah, seconds, it moved. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's when it happens when you don't have writers like us on your team. That's kind of <laughs> shit that happens. Um, the only thing that I can say is that whatever was in that box was smart enough to stay still in that situation in the hopes that that he would leave or knew that he was getting ready to leave. But that's me making an answer for a question that I had. Well, so. I mean, they, they obviously allude to some sort of intelligence because it was like the guy was like, I didn't know he can talk. Like, I didn't know yeah. he never did yeah, that. So it's like, down. yeah. Yeah. That whole shit was kind of creepy. Like if it, somebody ever drops a box off to me and I look in it and there's nothing, I'm just, gonna just give it pitch back to black. You. Yeah, like I'm, it, I'm there's no it. end to it. I'm giving it back to you, <laughs> and you're not leaving this fucking house. Yeah, uh, but it was fun. Uh, I hope to find more uh, like it. That was a, that's a good watch. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was fun, man. Was I, it? Yeah. You got me over here looking all racist stuff. Yeah. No, nah, I plan. think people will appreciate. Uh, you know different points of view and different perspectives on shit like it's open dialogue obviously in this day and age like if you start talking about some shit that isn't necessarily like oh the the hot topic or rather it's not it's not like an accepted point of view and people shut you down for it like you're less likely to talk about it again so like having sort of like an open dialogue will obviously encourage people to talk about things in a in a in a way that um, is helpful for everybody, um, but don't get on the comments and start talking about see that's the problem with you fucking niggers and then black people and all this. We might have to bleep that one because I don't know if I can use the hard R. On, uh, uh, I thought you would have learned from the fresh and fit people. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, excited. I'm not uh, I'm not calling anybody that, but you know, mm-hmm. you're um, alluding. For t- but you're seeing how they talk about me on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> it's fucking crazy-ass people. Yeah. It's all right, man. Fuck them. You'll figure it out. Welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. See y'all next time. <laughs> <laughs>